Welcome to a brand new episode of the Animalitia podcast. I am Ben. I am Jake. And we are coming to you live. We are, well, what did we just do, Jake? Why don't you inform the public and our listening audience what uh, we just finished, what we just wrapped up. So we wrapped up our interview with Libertarian Vice President, Vice Presidential Candidate Spike Cohen. It was great. And... Yeah, it was fantastic. Great guy and yeah, there's a lot of great answers. It was a lot of fun. Our very first uh, on-air interview, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. So um, we will have that posted shortly, possibly even before or during uh, the period that this episode goes up. Um, pardon me, it's a little bit early. Uh, you know, it's it's a long week. I don't even know what day it is. I think it's Saturday. I think so. Um, how are you, how are you this morning coming into the studio, Jake? How did uh how did you feel physically, mentally, uh spiritually? Well, spiritually, I was at ease. But physically, um yeah, definitely not all the way there. Uh, went out uh partied a little too hard last night on the town and got a little drunk. Um now I'm I came in a little hungover. I definitely felt a lot better than I did when I first woke up because i did go for a run that kind of helps a little bit i ate but i still felt groggy foggy you know typical hangover bs that just kind of drags you down but i had a special magical elixir drink with beet juice and mineral water and now i feel great i feel uh don't forget the pre-workout and 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 the pre-workout that's involved in that so there's there's definitely a lot of elements in in this um it's, it's it's my own personal concoction, and I made it this morning. And um, I don't know. I think it's safe to say, like it cures hangovers. So I, I, I think if anyone wants to buy it, um, it's on animalitia.com for three easy payments of twenty nine ninety five. <laughs> this no. isn't just how you cure a hangover. It's how you cure a hangover with animalitia. It's how you do it. So if you do this, and then you are, then of course listening to our podcast. You're going to be officially 100% cured. This is from this is healthy too. This is basically a pre-workout containing beta alanine and some caffeine. Mm-hmm. It has uh, beetroot powder, which increases the uh, nitric oxide and oxygen levels in your blood, which is beneficial uh, to multiple uh, <clears throat> to your nervous system, cardiovascular system, yada yada, et cetera, et cetera. With carbon dioxide, mineral water which I don't know the science behind it, but it helps hydrate you. So I made this concoction with mm-hmm. all of those elements. There's no sugar. There's nothing in there you don't need. That's uh, good because then you much, won't crash. Right. And sugar your body, crash. you know, you're treating it well. And now we're ready for round two tonight. And, uh, you know, it's an, I think it's a little bit better than slopping down a big fucking Mac and then, you know, got to drink some shitty sugary Gatorade just for like a tiny little portion of electrolytes. Like, no, that's not how Animalitia does things. Like we are creating a product. Not only does it work, but it works for your body. It's beneficial to you. Yes. And so expect this on the market. Yeah, hopefully. very soon. Um, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be affordable. Yeah. It will have you, you know our what? brand on it. Yep. Animalitia. Anyways. So, you know, <clears throat> you were telling me about this, uh, tomorrow is a very important day because the NFL season 2020 kicks. I mean, it's already kicked off on Thursday, but tomorrow is the first NFL Sunday of the season. 
Vikings play Packers. This is amazing. This is uh, super exciting. I've been waiting since February for this. We questioned during all this COVID bullshit, was it going to happen? Um, is our tyrannical governor going to allow it or other governors? And um, it's here. Uh, first three games at U.S. Bank here in Minneapolis are going to be empty with no fans. Which um, sucks. Why, I don't understand. Because um, you see all these other teams that the NFL season just started. Well, well, we had one game, so but they had fans there in Kansas City. You know, spread out. I don't know. It, it's it's like they're doing this like coward way out of just. Well, we don't want to figure out the logistics behind it, even though it's possible to do it safely. And uh, here's, and like, let's just not let anyone. In. Right. Here's what I don't understand. So U.S. Bank holds what fifty, sixty thousand. Yep. The Vikings have been trying to get twelve thousand in the stadium. So you're. This is a business that has reserved seating. So you can literally spread everyone out however you want to because it's reserved seats that they pay for. Mm. So you can't socially distance with 12,000 people in a place that holds fifty to 60,000. Like, that is super illogical, especially considering the public paid for a large chunk of this stadium. Mm. Anyways, let's not dwell on that. Let's dwell on the positive. You know, you showed me this meme you made, and we're going to kind of dive right in here yep. before this Packers game. Hopefully we'll get this posted before, but if not, you guys can reflect. Um, we'll do some predictions here and whatnot. But um, here, play the meme in the microphone and just that, kind yeah. of explain uh, our listeners. Try to give them a visual of what this meme is, making so, fun of Packers. If you know... Dumb and Dumber, the movie Dumb and Dumber with, you know, uh, Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey. You obviously know the very notorious, famous scene of when Jim Carrey says, Lloyd in the movie, uh, this character Lloyd says, hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? And he screams. Well, that's the scene. I said in the scene here, but what what I have, if you can see a vid, if you can get a visual here, over Jim Carrey and then Jeff Daniels, who's driving, I put a Green Bay logo over them. And then the guy sitting in the middle... Uh, has a Vikings logo over him. So representing kind of like the Vikings fans and then Green Bay fans. And so here's the here's the uh here's the meme for you. I'm gonna play it here. I'm gonna start it over. Play it up on the mic here full fully loud here. Let's do it. Hey. Wanna hear the most annoying sound in the world? You're going to piss off a lot of Packers fans, but... And you said the rebuttal was about the Skull chant, right? Yep. So we already got... I mean, see, that was posted on the on 10,000 Takes, which uh, which I'm a part of, the digital entertainment company we're a part of. And, of course, uh, we've already had Packers fans coming in there, which we know it's going to happen. Like, we want to get to them, so we want them commenting. That's the point of it. Right. And it's yeah, all they're, on good they're, fun. They're already, they're already, yep, they're already commenting stuff like, "Oh, well, we're still gonna win," or, "What about the skull chant?" Blah 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 blah. I'm like, dude, like, first of all, yeah. like the skull chant is one of the best in the NFL. Like, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's it, creative. It's uh, I don't know. It's like, how would you describe it? Like cultural. Like it's got very Nordic. Yeah, it's you know, got for like, the, it's got some depth to it. Not just a bunch of. Just, just go pack go. I mean, that's something that you could have came up five hundred years ago. Like, what? Like, so I, mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, um, it's a friendly rivalry. All that our neighbors across the state border. Yep. But 
I think it's safe to say a lot of Packers fans are delusional. And yes. I don't I don't mean that I'm not uh actually no, I don't give a shit. Like I'm I completely mean that in any way you interpret it. Mm-hmm. You're very delusional. You know, the thing I always get is like, oh, Vikings suck, like butthurt Vikings fan. Well, like, here's the thing. Like, we admit our team sucks and yeah. that we're a disappointment. You guys won't. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys have had 30 consecutive years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. And you've, Combined, won, yep. and you've won two Super Bowls. That's as crazy. You realize that one man in New England, Tom Brady, has won triple that amount. Yep. So what's your excuse for that? Yeah, and they'll bring then they'll 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 circle back to oh well well you the know. Vikings well at least they won a Super Bowl we're, we're not bringing it, it's similar to the argument of like you, you know like try to try to make a case for voting for Trump without mentioning Biden or making a case to vote for Biden without mentioning Trump it's kind of like that sort of deal like you'll be like why have you guys only won yeah you've had thirty years of combined Hall of Fame quarterback play you've only won two Super Bowls. And then they'll always loop in the Vikings. Well, at least we won one. The Vikings have not. No, no, no. We're not talking about the Vikings here. You guys have only won two Super Bowls with 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 some of the best quarterbacks in ever. And literally, you've had so many down years, and it's it's insane. And then they're like, gonna like backtrack to the uh, way back to the Vince Vince Lombardi days, and it's like. Oh, Vikings lost four Super Bowls under like Bud Grant or whatever, and I'm like, I don't care. I wasn't alive. I wasn't like, alive. First then, of all, and it um, happened. Also, like, uh, like I'm not playing on the team, so like I'll admit that's a disappointment when you're a fan of someone or something that lets you down. But you guys can't even admit that. And the fact is, like, your fat ass is not playing on the field with Aaron Rodgers. So like, if Aaron Rodgers. Um, succeeds or fails, like that has nothing to do with you because you're pounding cheese curds into your face and drinking like PBR. So like that is not an accomplishment on your part. You're simply a fan. And as a fan, you should be able to admit disappointment. Yep. 100%. Yeah. They, and it's just like they, they also think that like Aaron Rodgers is going to be this immortal quarterback that's just going to last for years to come and they don't want to admit that his time is 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 limited here i mean it's going to maybe be one or maybe maybe two good years out of him still where they could do something and i think they're scared i think they're nervous because after that i don't know they don't have that solid option to like replace him and have that continued legacy of solid quarterbacks other than jordan love who was that guy they drafted out of uh, Utah or Utah State, and I mean he was okay in college, but he's by no means looking at like, this point to be some next Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean he was struggling hitting a, 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 a easy target in practice. I've seen videos, so it's like I think they're scared. I think they're worried, so they 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 get really defensive. Jordan Love has all the raw potential. He reminds me of kind of a Josh Freeman 2.0. Mm-hmm. But the question is, Rogers is tied to the Packers for another two years, basically, and then the parties can split ways. In two years, will Jordan Love be ready to take over? Well, is baby Aaron going to be willing to be a mentor, or is he going to do what he always does and fucking whine and complain? Acts like he's the head coach. Well, see, that's the thing, too. Like, it's... I don't know. When Packers fans start bringing up, like, character stuff, or like, well, well, I hate this guy. He's just a dick. I'm like... Well, you're probably praising Aaron Rodgers. Like <laughs> yeah. this guy won't talk to his family. Like he's 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 kind of a prick. Like, and and he and he tries to be the head coach and won't listen to his coaches. And 
he's just he's it's kind of a dick and 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 people would just like defend that it's like you have no right to start coming after someone else for loving a player or a coach or something on our end because he oh yeah he's an asshole like okay but you're over here praising aaron Rodgers and you're like literally your your arguments make no sense because they just defend this guy and they bring always a good quarterback i'm like yeah no he's a good quarterback he's done great things but he has a terrible personality like from what i from what we've heard so yeah so <clears throat> predictions tomorrow this will be funny to reflect on but um i don't think it looks very promising for either team um i don't know what to expect yeah, really. yeah. so like yeah i don't know what do you think what what do you think the outcome is well really since i don't know exactly like what to expect we didn't see a preseason which kind of really doesn't matter yeah um you you can kind of see little you know, in like the first quarter of the first couple of preseasons game, usually, usually you can see a little bit of what the starting lineup's going to look like, kind of see that, but it's still hard. So the preseason wouldn't have done shit anyway. But based on, um, you know, Kirk Cousins coming out in his third year, more consistency, you know, being more tenured in this in this Viking system with Dalvin Cook, a Kubiak, uh, a Kubiak now some consistency. Yep, consistency He's there. The He's, perfect quarterback for that system. He is, and. We saw like bright spots last year. Obviously, I think I, I, it's hard to expect out of, out of the Packers, but it's really just Aaron Rodgers and, and Devontae Adams, and that's really it. Vikings have, I think, some stellar options there. I mean, they got that Nagoku guy on defense, so I think I think the Vikings have a little bit of an advantage. And I know that's probably a hometown bias coming through a little bit. Yeah, um, but it sucks they're not going to have really that home crowd advantage. But right. I, I was going to say if fans were there. I definitely think oh, yeah. it goes for Vikings 100%. Absolutely. But without fans, it's a little up in the air. But I think the Vikings I think they'll squeeze it out. Yeah, but it's, it'll be close. Yeah, it'll be like 2017 or 24-21 or yeah, something. Yeah, so if they make... if they make super eventful. Yeah, so if they make like any mistake or <clears throat> do what they did last year where, you know, Cousins threw that interception and they got down 21 nothing and, you know, stuff like that. If they ever try to fight their way back or make a, mis- a, dumb, a dumb mistake, like you're going to have maybe the interception that... You can't control like it. Maybe tipped off somebody, or or it's just it, something happens, or you get hit as you throw it, stuff like that, or maybe just a fumble because you took a bit, big hit. But if you start making a dumb mistake that was totally preventable, that's where it could turn the game for either team. Right. But we'll we'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, what what are your thoughts on it? Um. Yeah, I agree with that. So one kind of surprise thing I have. So obviously the big story is Daniel Hunter's out. Um. However, I think we will actually have a good pass rush tomorrow. And my reason is uh, Denigbo should be starting in place of Hunter. I don't know if I said that yep. right, but everyone, everyone I think knows. that's how you say it. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. Yep. Adenabo. So uh, the Packers won't be expecting as much of a pass rush. So I think, I think they'll probably double team Yannick and Gakwe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I think that will open up in Degabo to – um, have some success because he won't be double teamed and uh, he did pretty good he was uh, seven sacks last season as a reserve uh, he had a touchdown and he had a, another touchdown that was called back against the Bears um, so I think the pass rush won't be too bad I think uh, the secondary will get eaten up a little bit but I don't think they're gonna surprisingly I don't think they can be any worse than Waynes and Rhodes were last season mm-hmm. so I think if the yep. pass rush can get going and they're able to have a couple big plays um, in the defensive backfield, 
I think um, we can actually hold Rodgers in check. And yep. for, uh, I don't quite buy into the Packers' defense that they had last no. year. I think we'll play a little bit better. And if you think of Kirk's options right now, uh, we're going to try to establish the running game, obviously. But with uh, a Justin Jefferson on the field with Thielen, we basically have two really good slot receivers. And utilizing that tight end set, I think Irv Smith is going to pop off this year. I'm, yep. I mean, 70 receptions, 10 touchdowns. He's going to pop off. He's going to be... A top five tight end. That's my big prediction. He's going to be a bigger element in the passing game than anyone suspects. And when that happens, you still have Rudolph, who's going to be essential for some chunk yards and a red zone threat. You're going to have Thielen and Jefferson working out of the slot. K.J. Osborne, we drafted him. He's a slot receiver as well. He could be surprising. Um, They even use him in the passing game, but it's an option. Uh, B.C. Johnson, just kind of a possession receiver on the outside. Um, If the Packers are playing, I don't really know what their defensive scheme is, but if they're playing cover two and they're trying to blitz all the time, I think having the slot receivers and the two tight end set, I think Kirk will be able to systematically pick that defense apart a little bit better than last year. So, um because last year, for the most part, was still basically the Diggs and Thielen show. And yep. I, I don't even know. I think Thielen might have been out that game. So it was basically Diggs with B.C. Johnson as the number two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit different. So um, I'm fairly optimistic mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just glad that, you know, it sucks that we don't have Diggs for his talent and, you know, his, his abilities. But I think he was kind of a a poison on that team just because of his attitude and, and stuff like that. And just saying, I, I can't get caught. I think that got in Kirk's head. So he'd be like, well, I got to throw it to him. Or he's going to complain today or yeah. um, try to force things. And now he's going to be, I think more having, you know, his mind's going to be more at ease out there. And yeah, I think he's going to have, you know, at Ola BC Johnson, I'm psyched to see Justin Je- Jefferson play. And yeah, if they try to play like a cover two and try to blitz and all this stuff, like Kirk's going to, he's going to threat. He's really good at threading the needle and, really throwing those super yeah. accurate passes. So, I mean, Thielen's just going to tear it apart. Yep. And the one bad, the one, yeah, the downfall last year for us, a big part of it was our defense and Xavier Rhodes and right. all that. And just our, our pass coverage was terrible for the most part. And now we're, now I'm hoping that look, that's going to be a lot better, more improved. Cause if you fix that and the O-line issues too, as well, this team is very dangerous. So it would be really very very hard to play against so i'm 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 excited to see how it goes yeah i think uh <clears throat> mike hughes um holton hill i think holton hill has the potential to break out i actually mm, people don't remember when he was when he went undrafted and we got him because of the marijuana issues he was projected as a late first round mm-hmm. uh second round guy and um you know here's a guy who now, was here's proje- a guy <laughs> That was projected. Here's a guy. But he liked to smoke, and because of that, he went undrafted. Mm-hmm. And with Mike Zimmer, you know, here's a guy who has a reputation for picking up player. Um, anyways, yep. I digress. Yep, yep, yep. No. <laughs> it's really easy to go into, like, the the downward the downward spiral of just uh, of, the, of the trap of just talking like Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, or Joe Buck. Or Joe Buck. You can go into it forever. Um but I think those guys might hold the zone coverage down really well because I think um, Rhodes was really good man-to-man and being a shutdown corner. 
Um, and then he, last year he was just awful. Waynes was always more of he was good side to he was a, more of a side to side player. Um, not necessarily the best in man coverage. He when he was good he always got fucking penalties because he couldn't break those habits from college. But I think Hughes might be kind of good. Um, Jeff Gladney, I think um, he might be kind of good in zone. And I think Cam Dantzler is going to be – he'll be the yeah. guy who can just kind of come out and then uh, be a solid, like, shutdown. I don't know if we can call him a shutdown corner yet, but – We'll see. He's, he's going to – He's. I think he'll be able to go toe-to-toe with some guys even in the beginning and at least have a few big plays here and there. And then I think, I think Colton Hill is – uh, like his ceiling, I think, is higher than Trey Wayne's ever was. So yeah, I feel good about that. I'm I'm excited for Holton Hill too. He definitely had um, when he came in here. I mean, he definitely had his issues, but he had so much he had so much promise. You could tell like he was already making good plays, and then right. obviously Mike Hughes. Like you build around those guys. I, I think because you could see even when Xavier Rhodes was doing well, like in that Minneapolis Miracle year, like yeah. he was doing okay, but he still had those spurts where he was just down. You know making bad coverage, making bad calls. It was an all-or-nothing kind so, of style of play. Yeah, so it was like you just saw the inconsistency there. Like, is this going to last? Like, we can't – you can't do this. Like, when you're going to be playing better and better teams now, when you go into the playoffs, especially – well, I'm just talking about a couple few years ago. Like, right. it really went downhill last time. But you could see the kind of the breakdown. Like, he wasn't going to be the consistent guy that's going to be a guy that can be a shutdown guy almost coming day in and day out. And give us a chance to really even you know knock down some of even the greatest offenses with great quarterbacks, and he just wasn't doing that. It's like you're gonna if you can't do this inconsistent BS because if you're going in the playoffs, you get into a conference championship game, and you're playing you're because you're playing that team that is there for a reason in that conference championship game that because they have an excellent quarterback, excellent offense, offense, excellent wide receivers. Like you gotta have, you gotta have shutdown guys in those positions, and and Rhodes wasn't there, and it was just. Uh, it was just a mess with him, especially now last year. It was just, it was just, uh, it was brutal to watch. Like it yep. was like you would just see stupid. Like how are you not hold, how are you not keeping up with him? And then he would hold the guy, and then it would be a stupid penalty. And it was like, dude, this guy needs to just go. Well, there's this an bad. There's an issue with Wayne's going back to uh, kind of being too aggressive downfield. Is that was his reputation? So refs, we. Um, the conspiracy well, side here, they they know what players get handsy, so they keep an eye on them. So, like, if you reflect on previous episodes where we've talked about there's certain teams the NFL would like, to, they would prefer them to succeed and be successful. So the refs do know, like, what teams to favor um, favor in a game, and then they know what players on the opposing team have issues. So, like... When you know Wayne's is a handsy receiver, and mm-hmm. it just he, sometimes it's just like matter of inches. He's just a little bit too aggressive, and like yep. the refs will call it every time, yep. just because they know that that player has that reputation, and they get away with it because of that. So I think that's a that's a problem with Wayne's. He got robbed a lot, but fact of the matter is, uh, you know, that happened, and he he was never able to break through that glass ceiling. You know, we do have the safety duo of Harrison Smith and Anthony. Um, but you can't, you can't, yeah. So you uh, and uh, who's other safety back there with him? Usually Anthony Harris. An- Anthony Harris. Yeah. Those guys are studs, like top but, in the league. And- but you can't rely on those two guys to uh, make those coverages. Like 
they're safeties for a reason. So your your, your safety net essentially down there in Harrison Smith, Smith and, and Anthony Harris made excellent plays, but they can't cover his ass every single time when they so, break. It's just it was the so beauty, annoying. <clears throat> the beauty of a Zimmer defense, but also the kryptonite is like the safeties are the ones who are basically there to be the ball hawks and pick the ball off and corners are usually used to go side to side and do more of the tackling and stuff versus like um um the type of coverage that they use and then the front line just blitzes this is always how i play madden right Mm -hmm. the only thing i care about doing is i blitz every fucking play and then if I don't sack the quarterback or like get the tackle for a loss, like I'm trying to pick the ball off. Yep. Now what hap- What happens when that happens? Like you get dink and dunked on, yep. and then like just every fucking time. Oh, it's like third and fifteen. Oh, well, I've got three people like blitzing the quarterback, and oh, like look a down and out, and now this guy's got a 27 yard gain. That's kind of what happens in real life to the yep. Vikings. It's high risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like one perk of having that safety zero back is it can cover some deficiencies in yep. the cornerback part of the secondary. But um, you need to have those solid corners. Like yeah, there we need more balance. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you can't because you can't like it was like a lot of the time, and it, and that's why you saw Anthony Harris and uh, and Harrison Smith making some great plays last year because they were over there being the guy to catch up to you know the guy that blew right by Rhodes right and then and then Trey Wayne's where did he go again the Bengals the Bengals and yeah and I didn't have a huge problem with Trey Wayne's but he definitely he was he wasn't as bad as Rhodes but he just no. he still had those issues where like we can't be doing we can't be sitting here like is he yeah. gonna do good today is he gonna get a little handsy because he was he was a good tackler so I think he fit well in the the defense but um just based on his production, he was not worth the contract that the Bengals gave no. him. Um, if we could have gotten him for like a more modest, I w- yeah. Thing, we, I would have. He like, was a guy like he was a guy like if we would have got like cheaper, yeah. I'd say keep him. But for how much we were paying him, like you right. need you need to drop that and just try to utilize that money elsewhere or get it or pay for a cheaper up and coming yep. guy that might be just as good as him or more even more consistent. Like uh, honestly, and that's yeah. kind of what they did, but. Yeah, that was annoying having those two guys. Yeah, well, we'll <laughs> see. We'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. All right, let's throw out some way too early predictions. Let's just run through this quick. Yep, teams that you think are going to be really good this year or really bad. So I'm going to teams that I think are going to be awful. Like we're talking potentially top five bad in the uh, play for Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, Falcons, I think Falcons are going to be atrociously terrible. Top, yeah. like, top three bad. Matt Ryan, I don't think he's, he's anything spectacular, and that division just got really good. You yep. have the Saints holding it down. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, that story writes itself. I think yep. the Panthers are going to be surprisingly good. Just Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, so yeah, you've got you've yep. got a team that Christian McCaffrey carries on his back, yep. a generational talent. Um, their defense used to be really good. I don't know where they rank now. Like they're still solid. Um, I don't know if they're like top ten or top fifteen, maybe even higher. But then you've got Teddy Bridgewater protecting the ball while Christian McCaffrey carries that offense, and you've got 
some speedsters with decent hands, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to work really well with Teddy's style of just mm-hmm. kind of picking apart a defense, extending plays, protecting the ball. Um, and if that defense can hold ground a little bit, I think that I think they're a 12 and four team. Um, I think Buccaneers will be good. I think mm-hmm. I think they'll have a really good season and they'll disappoint in the playoffs, kind of like Vikings with Favre in 09. Yep. Because they have so much, they're stocked on so much talent and the storylines and the expectations are so high and the Super Bowls in Tampa. Yep. They'll shit the bed in the NFC title game. Yep. That's my prediction. Yep. You guys will, f- I'm sorry, our, our listeners in Tampa, Florida, or in that area, but you're going to experience the same thing we did. Yep. You're going to. Yep, uh, we're just foreshadowing it. Like we're di- we're just predicting here. We're just giving you a heads up. We're not trying to trash trash your team, but I mean, it sucked when we went through it. We're just we're just giving you a uh, you know, a heads up. Can Brady succeed without Belichick? So he'll throw for like twenty eight touchdowns and like seven interceptions, and you know the story. They're gonna ride that story and milk it all the way to the title game, and then it, it's gonna get embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And then he'll come back for one more that one more season, and then he'll. Throw ten touchdowns to like uh, eighteen interceptions, and that'll be the end. Yep, it, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's my come that's back, my but... gut feeling based on nothing. What I think will happen. Yep, I mean we'll see. Yeah, it's so it it that well. I'm really curious to see how Tampa Bay does to see if he's like, and it's it's not like if he does do bad, it's not like he's like oh see he was a bad quarterback or like under Belichick. I mean it's just he's also old. Like he's getting older. He could just literally be expiring and like he can't he literally just can't do anything yeah. anymore. He's making so we'll a, see his abilities. He's making a huge bet on himself, which is cool and respectable, but it's also like um yeah, it's it's a it's a big gamble, but you know, he's taking it and that's that's fun to see. AFC, I think Raiders and Broncos will be uh really good teams. Um, I think Raiders finally click. I think that offense is going to pop off. I think Derek Carr is going to have a season that yep. people can finally stop criticizing him. Um, yep. Broncos will be really good, kind of under the radar, but I think they'll be a top team. Um, okay. Yep. Even watch out for like the Titans. Like I'm curious to see how they'll bounce back from next year because I think Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than a lot of people you know, give him crap for. So. And you got Derrick Henry, yeah. um, who is just a freaking linebacker running right. back. So even even that team is – we'll see how they do. Um, yeah. But they're fun to watch because they're just kind of a team that, like, could become under the radar that you can't hate. There's yeah. no reason to hate them. And they kind of just upset these teams that you do kind of, you know, get yeah. pissed at and don't like. And um, so we'll see what they do. Yeah. Um, Cam Newton and New England, I think – I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they'll be like uh, great. They'll probably be like ten and six or something. But I think I think that little experiment works out. That'll be a good storyline. Uh, Jets will be terrible um, as usual. I don't. Th- everyone's saying the Jaguars are going to be the worst team and have the worst record. I think that's a little bit overkill. I don't. I think it might be the Jets. Yeah, honestly, that's that's my prediction. Sam um, Darnold just doesn't excite me at all. I think Jaguar, like they're not going to be good, but they're not going to be as bad as people are saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who's so who's going to be the uh, quarterback donor? Is it Gardner Minshew? Yep, like porn stash guy. Yeah, he's a the starter. Yep, and then because I think that Nick Foles went to the Bears, right? Yeah. Yep, and then and then I guess they're still starting Trubisky. 
Oh, I don't know what the fuck that franchise is thinking. Dude, like. I don't know what they're doing. It's like, I, okay, I, I get maybe, okay, first week, start Trubisky because he's the guy you put your marbles into, whatever. But it's like, you saw him last year. You got Nick Foles who won a Super Bowl. I, I know Nick Foles might be that guy who had his fluke year. and Right. He's still a solid quarterback, but is he I a guy? Have, but I, for the I mean, money, for the Nick Foles is such a terrible contract, the yeah. one that Jaguar signed. So like, trading for that was bad news. Yep. I would have, oh man, I would have signed Cam Newton in a heartbeat, especially for what the Patriots got him for. Oh it, I, yeah, I, I don't a minimum of one point three million with the potential of like seven point five for a year. Like, are you kidding me? Yep. So I, you're paying. Yeah. I don't even. I'm not even going to look at Nick Foles' contract, but it's ridiculous. Scared. Yeah, it's and not to mention Cam Newton. How marketable would that be for like a market like Chicago? Mm-hmm. That defense, while it's still intact, like Khalil Mack and yep, um, well, everyone that, that team, everyone that they've drafted to kind of uh, be the uh, center around him, like and then Cam Newton. Um, if that coach is quote unquote really an offensive guru yep uh you could probably play around with cam a bit but yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I've, I've got no complaints they're in our division and they suck yeah. so whatever it'd be kind of a hopefully kind of a we'll go ahead a cakewalk and, through them yeah. I mean, you gotta knock on wood out when you say that because like who knows it's still the vikings i mean who knows yeah. they'll, they'll find a way to screw it up but yeah they're uh, you know i'd be more threatened to play matthew stafford in the lions because right. I mean, Matthew Stafford is a is a solid quarterback. He's a he's fun yeah. to watch. He just they obviously just have they don't have a team around it. Like, right. So I mean, I'd be almost more scared to play the Lions than than Chicago. But obviously, it's going to be the Packers that you know yeah. it's going to be competitive. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the NFL turns out. And yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, interesting so, every year. These predictions. We'll revisit these in January or February. When we do our annual Super Bowl conspiracy week. Yep, uh, with the halftime show and everything, and uh, what uh, what Illuminati controlled puppeted uh, artist. I, I could see it just being Billie Eilish. That's my call right now. Yeah, Billie. I Eilish. could just totally see Billie Eilish. They're not instead of putting up like Foo Fighters or, or like those awesome ass band. I remember we had a conversation yeah, on a podcast yeah. about this, but instead of putting up yep. like an awesome ass band that you know actually makes good ass music, some nice rock or. Even there's even some good hip hop artists they they could put up there that are authentic. Yeah. Um, over over this over these corporate owned packaged BS artists. But <laughs> I art I'm yeah I have to stop talking about it because I yeah. we go off into this. But yep. that that's a conversation we need hold yep. till Super Bowl week. It'll be uh. But so, yeah, we'll see if these predictions hold up. Yeah, we'll reflect on these predictions later on in the winter and the season, and we'll see. If we were correct or if we weren't correct, what surprised us? Anyways, um, let's wrap this up. Um, we've been doing a lot of talking today. It's still early. It's been a lot of talking, and, and it is early. All right. Saturday. Well, Susanna Militia, we're out. I'm Ben. I'm Jake. Have a great evening. Are you going to go?